take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. How does being weird and being wired differently look the same but also feel different? Answer. Because of my cerebral palsy and crutches, my weird body is wired differently. But because of my dyslexia, weird and wired often looked the same, but also felt different. Thought of the day comes from Dr. Seuss. He was an American children's author, political cartoonist, illustrator, poet, animator, and filmmaker. He is known for writing and illustrating more than 60 books. He wrote classics like The Cat in the Hat, the Grinch That Stole Christmas, and Green Eggs and Ham. He said, Why fit in when you were born to stand out? Hello and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up help to parents and kids and anyone else who wants to learn about increasing disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a long-term physical disability in the school. As a result, I used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. Reasonable accommodation in the ADA didn't become law until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was in Marist College in 1991. Therefore, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. This is episode 56. Thank you for joining me today. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Today I will be talking about the physical and emotional pressure of loneliness. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I will be talking about feeling weird and being wired differently. I also talk about accidentally pushing over a computer in 7th grade in front of the whole class. Now, let's both take hold and engage in this week's episode. According to Psychology Today, loneliness is a function of the affectionate need for companionship and belonging. Loneliness can leave people questioning their value to others and where they might belong. The presence of loneliness reflects an absence of connection, but not the absence of people. That's why a person can feel lonely even when there is a crowd. 
there are three types of loneliness. The first loneliness is existential loneliness. Existential loneliness can be good when it is used for soul-searching, thoughtfulness, or mindfulness, or other self-exploration. The second is emotional loneliness. Emotional loneliness occurs when you feel a lack of close relationships or attachments. The lack of closeness can prevent sharing. The third type of loneliness is social loneliness. Social loneliness is not having a group or circle of friends who can support you. This type of loneliness can also happen when you don't feel a sense of belonging to a group beyond yourself. Social loneliness can also happen or wash over you if you don't feel comfortable approaching new people. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences or Rope, I am talking about being weird and being wired differently. Because my muscles and coordination didn't always follow my mind's direction, I had to develop intentional efforts behind my thoughts and movements. In many ways, as much as I tried to physically fit in because of my crutches, they often made me feel different. Assimilating and keeping up with classmates became increasingly difficult because of the amount of physical and mental energy it took to move with crutches. I also felt pressure from family and friends not to embarrass them. Sometimes I felt that being unique or different also accentuated my weirdness and brought attention not only to myself, but those around me. Therefore, I often pushed my social pressures inside my head when I felt anxious. The hyperdrive in my head, combined with nervous energy, gave me enhanced senses because multiple parts of my body were absorbing information. For example, I took in information from my crutches like a calculus equation. Variables included coordinates from my feet, arms, hands, and the positioning and pressure applied to keep my body upright and safe from both the ground and embarrassment. The calculus volume of variables inside my head kept increasing. I sometimes felt like I was drowning in airborne data points. They became grounded and flowed throughout my arms and legs. The four basic components to disability decision-making are number one, speed, number two, number, number three, abstraction, and number four, complexity. There were also constant checks and balances to my body responding to my mind. Here is a Dr. Seuss-style poem about being weird and wired differently. 
because of the way I moved, I was often labeled weird. Not because of a circus sideshow beard. The stares and comments I got because of my crutches seared. What I thought were support devices became feared. Empowered by conformity, social rules were added here. And with the distance, the boundaries became clear. Pressurized by outside forces, I saw a wave of peers. As I rigged my hard body with forceful steers, I realized that the levels of control I had were organized into executive functioning tiers that made its way down an intricate maze which I had to gingerly re-engineer. Thank you. I often felt lonely because of my unique circumstances and the lonely increased as the peer pressure got worse. There was one time where the weird and wired came together in an ironic way. In seventh grade, it happened after I played the Oregon Trail computer game. The educational game taught preteens about the realities of 19th century pioneer life. The player assumes the role of wagon leader guiding settlers from Missouri to Oregon in a covered wagon in 1848. After playing the game, I gathered my crutches and tried to push my chair away from the desk. Unfortunately, I pushed the desk over and broke the computer in front of the whole class. I also felt lonely and embarrassed, and all I could do was walk out after the teacher told me to see the principal. My parents were called, and they endured the headaches of meetings with the school administration to figure out how to pay for a replacement of the expensive computer equipment from the 1980s. I got in deep trouble for the mistake by getting grounded. The other weird and wired irony became when I worked for Nickelodeon in the mid-90s on computer message boards and websites. That's how I became wired differently. I got paid for connecting with people and talking to people. I was wired to people on America Online. Were there one or two things that you heard that you could lean into? Reflections. In doing research for this episode, I initially looked at isolation as a research topic, but most of the information that I currently found had to do with the isolation and the pandemic. So I made a slight switch to looking at loneliness and the different types of loneliness. When I was growing up, I used to tell people that I wasn't weird, but I was just wired differently. And it wasn't until later on, uh, probably in high school, 
that I realized that the words weird and wired, they share the same letters. And I sometimes saw uh, wired and I sometimes saw weird, uh, especially as I realized that I had dyslexia. I now tell kids and parents that people with disabilities or people with any differences aren't weird. They're just wired differently. In fact, everybody is wired differently because the wiring is something that happens underneath and everybody thinks differently or uh, processes things differently. So that's one of the ways that I explain being weird and wired differently. One of the ways that I felt different with my practice as far as being weird was I had a old pair of metal crutches that would echo throughout the hallway so that people would hear me when I was coming. And that also sometimes added to my um, level of anxiety or nervousness or just general uncomfortableness because people heard when I was coming. When all you want to do is try to fit in, people hearing when you were coming feet away or sometimes down the hallway when I would go to different classes or it just added to the general uncomfortableness that I had because it was another reminder that I, uh, as much as I tried to fit in, it was really difficult, especially as I got older and the peer pressure also increased. And I don't, because we were all different and kids were kids at the time, and this is the system was the way it was, I really don't have any hurt feelings or not really bothered by it. But it just is a gentle reminder about just being more sensitive to people's feelings or issues that they've been through in their in their lives, things that might make them uncomfortable. So I try to be very aware of different people's environments or different people's past experiences. Because I used the Dr. Seuss quote about being born to stand out, I decided to write a Seussian or Dr. Seuss-style poem about fitting in and being weird, and it ended up with being re-engineered. So that's where that idea came from for doing the poem. And although I have um, some negative memories about pushing over the computer, I just find it funny and ironic that my first job out of college was working for Nickelodeon on AOL on the message boards where I was connected and wired with people to talk to them and connect with Uh, kids and adults. 
Thank you for letting me ramble. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. Never give up.